Yo, welcome to the conversation. I'm Cameron, and this is the Antisocial Experiment. And I'm here with Pops. Good old Pops. Introduce yourself, Pops. Hi, I'm Pops, Cameron's dad. I joined him on the adventure last night, and I'm happy to be here. All right. Well, tell me your biggest fear. If you had one fear, what would what would that be? That I won't be able to handle the humidity. Being a South, a South, South Bay guy, it's going to be tough. We're not used to the humidity, and I'm just hoping I can deal with that. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. I wasn't always expecting that, but that, that's good. Okay, so we got a lot of things to talk about today. Um, first off, I want to formally apologize to everybody. I haven't been posting many podcasts lately. I, I did one on my phone in the car and the quality was just absolutely terrible. So if you listen to the latest podcast, that that's uh, recorded on the phone. So it's it's uh, kind of you know it sounds like you're talking to me on the phone. And since then, I've been pretty busy, and I've I've hit kind of a lull in the in the trip. So the podcast was the first to get cut, but we're back. We're back in it. I had a reset day two days ago, and I'm I'm ready to go with these podcasts again. So welcome back, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. All right, sweet. Let's get into this. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was Miami and the All-Star game. Uh, the the last stadium I talked about was Texas, the Rangers and the Houston Astros, their stadiums. But Miami Stadium, see, it's, it's brand new, okay? It's brand new. The fans, the fans are, are happy about getting a new stadium. But what they're not happy about is the location. So the location of the stadium is what what they call Little Havana, which is like downtown L.A. Um, I don't know, not downtown L.A., but like it, it's not it's not the best neighborhood. It's just, you know what I mean. It's it's a poor neighborhood. Um, You're talking about Miami. Yes, I'm talking about Miami, not downtown L.A. And they built a new stadium in Little Havana. Yeah. They built it in Little Havana. So people people don't really like going down there and, and leaving their cars and parking there to begin with. But the the stadium itself is 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 clean. It's nice. It's got the roof on it. It's uh, well air-conditioned. Uh, it's got great, great stuff going on. But then also, there's a thing, I guess, with the um, Miami Marlins fans where... They're not a big fan of the ownership because it seems like after they do good or something, the owners, they sell off all the players and make a profit. So um, talking to uh, my buddy Paul's dad, he told me that after the 2003 World Series, they sold all of their players like immediately the following year to, to teams and, and – um, they went back to just being garbage. And then also after opening up the new stadium and, and moving it to Miami Marlins um, down in Little Havana, they, they got Jose Reyes, Mark Burley, Hanley Ramirez. They had a, all the pieces to be a great team. Emilio Bonifacio. And then over the course of the next year, even that year, they started trading away, selling their players, and went back to just, you know, the – the, the team that you know today, the, the team that is fighting for the wild card spot. Mediocrity. Mm-hmm. 
Mediocrity. Mediocrity. <laughs> That's how we say it down here in Atlanta. So what do you feel? How do you feel about that, Dad? Because I mean, are you following the the Marlins at all? Negative. I only follow my beloved boys in blue, the L.A. Dodgers, the oh. best record in the MLB, and destined to be in the World Series. And I am predicting a win in the sixth game. Oh, whoa, whoa! That is some big news. Now, see, but. Getting back to the stadium issue, I'm not privy to exactly what happened in Miami, but it's very similar to what happened in reverse here in Atlanta. Right, Cameron? Oh, yeah, you're right. See, it, with, the, with the Miami thing, I think, I think, uh, I don't think it's too much of an issue because, you know, it's, it, it wasn't too far away. And it wasn't really, it was more of like, um, I think they needed more land. And, and that used to be like a football stadium area. So they replaced it with the baseball stadium. And it, it, it was good for the fans and stuff. But now here's an issue in Atlanta that we ran across. Before we get to Atlanta, I want to talk about the Dodgers last night. How about that victory, Dad? Oh, was Puig huge? I mean, huge. And it's crazy because they're playing the the Miami Marlins. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. And again, it came down to the ninth inning. Top of the ninth, Pui goes yard, scores three runs. They were down four to three, and they end up winning the game six to four. It's um, L.A. That was good. It was good. It, it's it's crazy how how the how do the Dodgers pull it off every year? You know, it seems like it seems like every year we're like missing a piece, or our team's too young, or we don't know what Puig's gonna do, or like you know that's what all the haters say. In my opinion, that's what all the haters say. And look, now we're the best team in the league. It's crazy. It's well, the haters they like to bring up that we have a huge salary, mm-hmm. which is true. But hey. If you have a huge salary and you can back it up with W's, then who cares? Hey, you know what? A lot of our best players aren't on huge salaries. We got, we have a uh, Puig's not even making that much, honestly. If you look at Puig's salary, it's it's not even close to like a, a superstar's salary. Justin Turner's making dough. Kenley Jansen's making dough. Clayton Kershaw's making dough. Agon's making dough. But other than that, we got like Corey Seager who's still on a rookie contract, Cody Bellinger who's still on a rookie contract, and we have like dudes like um, I can't remember his name. What's his name? Taylor. Oh, Justin. I mean, uh, um, Chris Taylor. Is it Chris Taylor? Yeah, Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor's a key piece. He's probably not making that much, honestly. I don't know how much he's making, but probably not a lot. And then Yasmani Grandal's probably making I don't know a couple million a year. Not not a lot, but he's like one of the top offensive catchers in the league. You know, Chase Utley, what is he making? Six. Yeah. I mean, okay, so Chase Utley's making a little bit more than what he's worth, but he's a big piece. He, he's being used. He's huge in the locker room, they say. He's a big influence on the young guys. They come to him. They look up to him. He motivates them. Yeah. He's a, he's a key component to the Dodgers' success this year. Like, Okay, looking back at when this whole Dodger salary thing was an issue, 
we had like Zach Greinke, Carl Crawford, who's just rotten away on the bench. You know, those guys that that were just like the extras that freaking put our our salary over over the top. We had like Juan Uribe, who's just rotten away on the bench too with a big old salary. Matt Kemp, who had a huge salary. Like all these guys were uh, were eating the salary up. But like we've been slimming back and and working within the system a lot as of as of late and i think that's why i think that that is contributing to to the success we're kind of like becoming the cardinals and i'm, I'm loving it <laughs> i'm gonna be honest <laughs> uh, the car the cardinals do it right somehow i don't know what they do but they just they just breed good players and they become six and they're successful nearly every year i don't i don't think they're that successful this year not too much right Mm-mm. no but Usually they are. Usually they figure it out. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Atlanta, because we're in we're in Atlanta today. And a couple days ago, I was talking to my Airbnb host because I got here before my dad, so we were not in a ho- we weren't in a hotel yet. And he was telling me about the the change in the new stadium and stuff. And I was familiar that we got a new stadium, but I didn't really know there was much controversy around it until I started talking to him. So. Turner Field turns out it's only 20 years old, and that's that's younger than Dodger Stadium. But what ownership wanted to do was ownership wanted to make more money. So 90% of the season ticket holders live in. Okay, I don't really know the. I'm not really familiar with the towns, so let's just call it Rich Atlanta. 90% of the season ticket holders live in rich Atlanta. And the the Turner Field location is in poor Atlanta, okay? So they ditched Turner Field. They realized that they would make more money moving to rich Atlanta because the season ticket holders will still go and will be more inclined to have more people go if they move to rich Atlanta because there's more people that, that choose not to be season ticket holders because it's like so far away into poor Atlanta. So they would become season ticket holders. I don't know how it works, but there's somehow more money involved with the rich people if they move it to rich Atlanta. But that kind of screws over everyone in poor Atlanta because not only is it like 30, 40 minutes away, but there's traffic, there's no direct metro rail line that gets to the stadium there's no there's no way there's no like good way to transport there and parking is outrageously expensive so i mean you have you have one side what do you think about that well let me uh, jump in as a businessman myself um and i i after going to the stadium i know you told me this story before we got there and after going to the stadium um Basically, what they have done is they have created a fan experience. We were amazed at how many people were there when the gates opened. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Cameron said, I've never seen anything like this. But once we walked in, there's so much interactive and so much to do in the stadium. We, we and have no- outside of the stadium, they have a place called uh, area called Battery Avenue or Battery Drive, and the battery, the battery and it, you can park there. You can numerous restaurants, bars, 
just a lot of fun things happening. A big, big open area with big screen TVs. Concert was going on when we got there. I mean, it was just, you know, it's like there's a lot to do. You could go to the game and have a great experience not even going inside the gate. Just being in that area was was amazing. So I see what ownership did. They said, hey, we have an opportunity to move this with a lot of land. We are able to build on this land to accommodate the guests and their corporate clients. That's what these big stadiums are really after is the corporate dollar. This is the dollar that buys tickets, boxes, seats, spends money at the stadium, and really supports the club every game of the year. Every game. It's not fan fans buying tickets that make this 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 uh, franchise profitable. It's the corporate dollar. Yeah, and that you know that goes around to uh, that comes back around to like if the team sucks. <laughs> the the corporate guys aren't gonna care if the team sucks, you know what I mean? They they'll go regardless of how good the Braves team is, you know, just to just to like display their power, you know. Well, everybody likes a winning team, obviously, but honestly, the people, most of the people that are going, are not even paying attention to the game. They're not watching on every pitch like Cameron and I are. We we love the game. We love the the whole rhythm of the game but most people are talking they're drink they're drinking they're eating they're roaming around it's it's really the experience the overall experience more than just the baseball game yeah it's it's true like i totally see why they made their decision and it sucks for the people who are fans of the game it seems like it seems like i think the people in the poor neighborhoods would be more fans of the team and the game rather than fans of the experience. But that that doesn't sell you tickets if you're going down the tank, you know, if you're sucking. And the Braves, the past couple of years, have, have really lost their winning ways. You know, they used to be a dominant team in the NL East, and then, like, it seemed like ever since they lost that wild card in 2013 when the when the Rays won it on the walk-off in game 162. It seems like ever since then, they couldn't like find their mojo again. They lost Hayward. They lost Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones! You know, they lost... Um, who, did they, who else did they lose? They lost Shelby Miller, was was a key piece in, in that rotation. Uh, they, they even gave up freaking Simba. <laughs> but, I mean, they got Dansby. They got young Dansby Swanson, so that I mean that's that's making up for it. They got but. their All Star. They got uh, uh, Freeman. I mean, they've got a pretty good team. Oh, I they got Freeman. Yeah, I think their pitching is really, you know, suspect. They got Julio Teheran, who's like all over the board, and then R.A. Dickey, who's just a wild card. If anyone invests in R.A. Dickey, it's like. <laughs> They're yeah, like he's hope, in the twilight. Yeah, they're like I hope I hope he does good this year. You know, <laughs> you don't really know what you're getting with RA. Um, but yeah, that the it goes back to like man, it's just a it's a tough ethical decision in my opinion. If I was in ownership, I wouldn't want to take that away from like the fans because I feel like the poor the poor neighborhoods respect the game a lot more because they're not they're not just going to the game to have a good time they're going to the game to watch the game in my opinion 
it, it seemed like at the new stadium, a lot of people were going for the experience of the stadium and the surrounding areas, which is great. It's, I would have a great time, but I'd also have a great time watching the game too. And I think they made it more for the person who doesn't really care for the game and cares more about the experience. And you know what? I want to talk about these college kids, and this is going to be the last thing we talk about. And then you can ask me a question or something, and I'll answer it because that's what I usually end with this question. We're sitting in our seats, and this is about like an hour um, or two hours after walking around looking for the freeze. Oh, by the way, I didn't race the freeze. I wanted to, but um, my boy, uh, my boy Jack at guest services, he was uh, fighting for me, but he never got me to. Um, get the race going i guess they already chose him i don't know it's it was annoying but what what he said is basically we went and talked to jack he took our number we gave him our spiel cameron gave him a little history of of why he's there and what he's done in the past and he was pretty excited he thought this would be obviously a great marketing idea to have a kid from los angeles come out here and race the freeze and beat him yeah but uh um that's okay too um but I guess they already snagged somebody before we got to Jack, yeah. is what we heard. And I think they do it pretty early. They got to get this hooked up for the fifth inning. Yeah. I get sense. it. So, okay. anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know. But we're in our seats. And we're in, we're in nosebleeds. So I wasn't expecting a lot of people to be up there. But then, like, it seemed like... 20. It, <laughs> it was like a swell, you know, like... Like you saw, you saw the waves coming in the distance, and then one wave comes, and then so there's like five college kids. They're like, "Oh, excuse me, excuse me," and we're freaking standing up, and they're walking by us. And then, like, a minute later, another wave comes, and like seven more college students come, and just wave after wave after wave. We were what we were standing up and sitting down, probably like thirty times <laughs> in it, the matter of two. It was uh, three rows of. Young college girls in short shorts, okay. flip flops, college girls and tank guys. tops. It was it was just and it girls was, a problem. And it was to be honest, <laughs> a bunch of guys in low socks, tennis shoes, shorts, and polo shirts. Oh yeah, they. And this was the this was the general look of just about everybody in their twenties. There isn't that crazy. That's the dress. It was code. crazy. That's the dress code in Atlanta, I guess. But Guys, we were popping up and down out of our seats where the people behind us were, were just like laughing and like we said, Cameron and I were like, we got we to gotta change yeah, locations. Yeah, we got to bounce. The, it was like our, our seats were perfect for the stairs exit. So regardless of what row they were in, everyone just climbed to our row and got out our way. It, it, was, uh, it was annoying. It was really, really really annoying by like the fourth inning i was like i gotta get out of here freak this and they, they had to get up to go pee these these stupid these stupid college kids just think they could drink their way to a good time you know what they probably didn't even care about the game they weren't watching the game they're just cared they're like oh which one of you do i want to hook up with after freaking getting drunk you know okay it's okay stupid. let's uh it's stupid let's change the conversation that's that's exactly what they were thinking let's talk right? baseball okay let's talk baseball do you have any questions for me dad cameron um looking forward uh with the experience of the freeze and 
getting there a little late and not really having the the jump on getting your name in the the list what do you plan on doing future games moving forward to get known before you get there ah dang uh well you know it's it's getting to that point in the trip where i have you know i have things i i have like i have the three weeks under my belt i'm on the east coast i have my california car i'm bought in you know that it, it seemed like early on i could have bailed on the trip and and just not gone through with it and people were like is he actually gonna do every everything well now i am it's going down okay i had my reset day it's like day one was yesterday okay i feel fresh i feel reset I've, i'm on a good good new path and and we're gonna knock this out you know what i mean so I have videos online. I have the podcast going for me. I have the stadium recaps. I I have the firepower. Now I have a little more leverage when it comes to going to stadiums. So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to call every stadium before I get there and see if there's any way that I can advertise myself because I, I, really, want, I really want to, you know, I, I, I want to take advantage of my trip and try to have the best time I can at every stadium. If that makes sense. I, I feel like I feel like uh, stadiums would be more inclined to help out someone who's doing a trip like this. And I've gotten a, I've gotten a lot of advice from people saying you should be contacting the MLB. You should be trying to get into every fan experience possible. You should be trying to blah blah blah. blah. And it was evident. It was it was like evident yesterday after talking to our boy Jack at guest services that this kind of story could get me a a special treatment at every stadium you know i think you can get free tickets at every stadium i really do how many people yeah there's people that do the east coast swing there's people that do the the swing in the midwest and go to the games but they don't do all 30 stadiums in one season there's very few people that can accomplish that yeah it's true i you know it's unique cameron you need to you need to use that and to your advantage, you should not be paying for tickets. And if I don't pay for tickets, like, um, I, how how would I, you know, how how would I swing that? So I, who do, who do I call? Because like, I feel like you need to know someone. Guest in the services before you get to the stadium. Set it up. Because call I, them, yeah. write them, email them. Uh, I don't know. Send me your send them your creed, whatever it takes get in for free but not only will you get in for free but you will have some additional experience that they will provide it's nothing to let a kid like you come in and hit two seats in the stadium it's nothing for these guys it really is nothing you know um the only problem is like i don't have like kind of like a feel-good story as in like um Oh, I ha- I just beat cancer and I'm going to every stadium, you know. Like I don't I don't really have like the the chair. Like it, it sucks whoa, to whoa, say whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. It's it's really what terrible do you mean? To say you that. got a good story. 
You played no, baseball all your life. You played in college. This is your dream. Your brother bracked out last minute, but you still decided to, to fund it personally, all the savings you had to go on this this experience. It's not it's not going to 30 baseball parks. It's it's life, the journey along the way. It's not the destination. It's the journey that you're experiencing. You'll be a changed person when you get back. These stadiums, it's nothing for them to allow and take care of you when you come into town. Yeah. Your story's true. unique. Yeah, okay. So the story's unique. It's not it's not the feel good story that's gonna get me what I'm trying to say, it's not the feel good story that's gonna get me um the free tickets right away. I think what's gonna get me the free tickets is if I get in there and I do something that stands out and then people start noticing, like the stadium starts noticing. I get I get in there, I talk to guest guest relations and I become uh I don't know, a contestant on a, a fan game that they do and then it gets like noticed and then people start noticing more and then I get more viewership and or or the stadiums start talking amongst each other you know like they're not just gonna let some some like unknown kid who claims he's on a road trip get into the game for free unless I'm I'm like more known if that makes sense you know well, I think if you have a if I resume, the that's the thing. If I would some freaking race the freeze, I know that would have been different. That would have been good. But I think I I disagree. I think you can do it with a the proper um, marketing, and we are going to work on that while I'm here for a week. That's true. We okay, we'll work on it. You know, okay. Here's I the promise. here's the goal. We'll keep you updated on this too because we'll have another podcast released on Wednesday. Um, we're gonna go and try to get tickets for the Philadelphia game. Yes, that's what we're doing. That's going to be the goal, okay? We already have Baltimore um, lined up for us. Um, Thanks, Alan. Yeah, shout out to Alan. Uh, and after Baltimore is Philadelphia. So we're going to go to Philadelphia, and we're going to try to get into the game based purely on <clears throat> the trip. And a tour of the locker room. Oh, that's another goal? You're going to yeah. try to do that? Uh-huh. Oh man, that would be good for the video. Oh, it's gonna get exciting soon, you know. <laughs> oh wow, um, Big Pops is on the trip. Yeah, Big Pops is here. Big Pops is gonna swing his business salve and try to get us where we need to go. Now, see, I had Agent Mom here a couple weeks or how many, a week and a half ago. Agent Mom was was just love to give out business cards and try to set up stuff with the news and stuff. But now we got business dad here. Business dad's gonna gonna talk to the businesses and he's gonna try to freaking get get the free stuff, get the fan experience going. You know? He's gonna get the salve of the trip. I hope I can help. I'm here. <laughs> I'm ready to go. We're heading to DC. Watch out, D.C., here we come. Mm. And then Baltimore, Maryland, the heart of Maryland, the Camden heart. Yards. Mm. Nice. Oh, well, I forgot to ask. Uh, so other than the fan experience um, and everything, what did you think of 
the Braves in the game. They're not a bad team, huh? I, I really uh, enjoyed the whole experience. I, I, I'll tell you, that was very impressive. Um, we talked about the stadium moving, and, and I had my opinion as a businessman. But once I got there, it was very evident that everybody was having a great time. It was a great place to just hang out and enjoy a baseball experience. Not just the game, but just everything involved. Yeah. And everybody was super nice. Everybody. Everybody that sold water, that we came into contact with, that sold water, the restaurant, the ticket taker. I mean, even guest services. Super nice, super accommodating. That's what you look for when you look for places that, that care about service and make it a priority. Yeah. Um, but, you know... I was talking about the team. <laughs> they, they oh, get... go L.A. I don't care about any other team but L.A. Oh, okay. All right. You know, like, all right. <laughs> I don't I don't need to worry about the Braves at all. Let me just get that straight. But for for being under 500, they, they came back from the Diamondbacks, who are the third-ranked team in the league, and, and won the game last night. And I was pretty impressed. Good job. Good for the Braves. But you know what? They're not. They're no chance against the Dodgers. And Dad, uh, Dad made that clear. He he uh, let that let everyone know. <laughs> All right. That's the podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, tune in next Wednesday. Check it out. Out. Um, keep, keep up with the vlogs. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Uh, if send in your questions, uh, I, I had a couple questions that I could read, but dad was here. So he, he asked me questions himself, but anyways, I will see you guys later. This conversation is over.